It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. How much time till we're on? What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. For Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And World Gym, trained for the sport you play. This is Sports Day. The deal that we had on the table, the deal that we presented, which has been negotiated and has seen thousands of hours of input um, and negotiation, represents a genuine opportunity to change the way in which the players are in the game as partners. This is a landmark deal because not only does it represent $1.347 billion or a 37% increase in player payments in relation to the prior deal, it also represents a significant increase in the salary cap of 25.4% immediately. The minimum wage will grow to $150,000 over this term. We have seen and have spent countless hours not only thinking about how to maximize the player payments through an unprecedented landmark deal, but also thinking about how players can become partners in the game. Yes, that's Andrew Abdo, the NRL CEO, as of about 5.30 this afternoon, as there is carnage in the streets when it comes to the NRL, as mm. the Rugby League Players Association and the NRL are out of standoff. Welcome to Sports Day. Sats and Ratton, welcome to all our listeners through the Super Radio Network, 1170 SEN, SENQ, 693 AM and 1620 on the Gold Coast on the app and in the podcast at a later date if you're listening. Welcome to the show because... There's a fair bit of seriousness about tonight's show, and we want to get your opinion on 0457 736 736. We are going to try and map this out as easy as humanly possible because it is a, it's quite a complicated process, yep. and we've now got two parties who are throwing hand grenades at each other, and I don't see any, oh. any end to it anytime soon, Rat. So that's, uh, I've got a feeling I'm going to hear um, or see on our text line or hear from callers um, some frustration uh, tonight because I'm, I'm certainly frustrated. Um, I, what I'm really frustrated about is just all this CBA mumbo-jumbo. I don't actually well, – we're getting told stuff that just doesn't make really sense. Like, you know, oh, we're going to raise – we're going to – you know, there's a 37% increase in player payments, 24.5% increase instantly. Like, okay, that's all well and good. Um, obviously, the money the, the money's being generated – to be able to increase that, don't don't like that, what, that's, what, what? that's not a favour. That's that's the players' money because they go out there and play. But that's not a like that. That's their money. What if we're getting the game at, generates, they should get it. They need to sort out the other stuff that the players are worried about. What we're getting at the moment is two versions, mm. and at some stage they've got to come together. Now, again, we're going to try and dull this down as as easily as possible without confusing too many people, and get your thoughts on the situation. Thanks to Kia also. I forgot to say, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 and World Gym Australia. Thank you for your support of Sports Day Absolutely. on tonight's show. Of course, we're going to try and get through this, uh, what we call a mud pit of the RLPA and the NRL at the moment. 
And uh, we're going to have Andrew Bobcat Ryan, former New South Wales legend, Parramatta, Canterbury, premiership winning captain as well. Uh, he's the coach of the under 19s New South Wales side, which is played next Thursday night, Thursday week, the day after Origin in Redcliffe, up against Queensland, of course. We're going to talk to him about the next generation of stars, which Rattle, I know you're interested in yep. because you're in the management Absolutely. space. Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhound Racing is going to join us with some tips at Wenty Park tonight. And the land down under. Aussies on fire. And there's been a couple of Aussies on fire over the last 48 hours. And tonight, we've got some giveaways as well, like last night. Now, we've got two double, two times, I should say, two times double passes to the Townsville 500 this weekend. Oh, might be the last time you see Shane Van Gisbergen race up there, so you might want to get out there and see him. Will he race? Yep. He's back. He's back. Ready to go. Yeah, he's racing this week. Wow. In Townsville. Well, yeah. Well, well, that's what I understood. He was coming back to race. He was just over there for the one race. Mm-hmm. But he ain't he ain't coming back next year for the V8s because his team have said they're not going to stand in his way. He's, he's contracted to drive next year. Yes. But they're not going to stand in his way if he gets a deal over there and he's getting a deal over there. Well, he can afford to pay that deal out anyway. Yeah, they will, well, the team so, that want him over there would. So if you want to uh, win two separate listeners, of course, two double passes to the Townsville 500, very easy. 0457-736-736, text in, very easy question. How many grand finals have the North Queensland Cowboys played in? First two correct answers will win the two double passes. And, it, and these passes are three-day passes, and it gets you into what they call paddock access as and, well. And can I just ask, if you're not going to go or you have no intention of going, don't text in that answer, yep. <laughs> like, because when, then we'll give them to you and you're like, oh, I'm not going to go. So we want people who but they, go. But they might have mates that live in North no, no. Queensland. Well, no, can... no, that's what I mean. If you're going to use the tickets, yep. text in. Absolutely. If you're not going to use the tickets, don't text well in, Well done, please. fun police. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and also in the second hour, not the first hour, we're going to have another double pass to the State of Origin number three. And again, in the second hour, uh, second hour we're going to let you know what we require in the second hour. So stick around for that as well. So get involved in the show, 0457 736 736. Now... We won't get to Andy the caller first because I'm, I'm thinking he's going to be quite passionate. What I want to get to first is try and dull this down as easily as possible first, Rat. Okay. Mm. The RLPA, well, they've sensational, sensationally called an NRL player boycott an all pre-game, post-game, half-time interviews during the NRL matches as the collective bargaining agreement um, with the NRL head office has exploded this afternoon. Now, over the last three hours, we've heard from both RLPA, Clint Newton, CEO, and Andrew Abdo, the NRL CEO. And as I said earlier, it's a good old-fashioned standoff. It's the most volatile I've seen this since probably 2003 when the players decided to strike the Dally M's that year. And yeah, David Gallup said, if you want to strike it, get it. I'll just call it off. And he did. And to date, that's still got an asterisk next to it. Well, should have been Craig Gower. Craig Gower. Now, the Rugby League Players Association, well, they've announced, like we said, for round 19 this week, no media at all. Dressing sheds, post-game, whatever it may be. Now, the NRL... They've been described as um, the NRL's inability to agree to conditions such as players' rights, suppliers' property, what they can use with their property, their money, what they can do with it, rather than being, well, rather than being told what to do with well, it. Well, I think it's intellectual property too. Yeah, sets. exactly. So, yeah. so how they can make money off their image, and, and, and I'm, 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 I'm sure that that's got something to do with that. Player spending, player funds and benefits, so where they're allocating money. Like it's a it's a big deal, um, retirement funds and injury. I that, know that's been a big one on well, the on the list. That's a yeah because of two players who have retired. At at the present, you need you've got twelve months 
Listen, not enough. To get surgeries, to fix up whatever injuries that have occurred during your playing career. It's not enough. It needs to be probably three to five years. Absolutely. I think. At, at, at worst. At worst, yeah. it needs to be that. Insurances around your player insurance yep. while playing and also increase of matches, more, more games this year because there's more teams without the player's input. So they want, them, they want them to work more but don't want to pay them anymore. That's the one that I don't agree with because the more games you play, the more money gets into the game from the, from the broadcasters, which mm. then goes to the salary cap and the increase. Yeah. Uh, and the NRLW don't have a collective bargaining agreement. Now, I think that has to happen. That has to happen ASAP. Yeah, that, that has to happen quick. But, yeah. but let, let's, let's like, not put the cart before the horse either. Like, I know it's got to happen, but this is a new league and it's expanded and there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's got to go into the melting pot there. But they've got, a, they've got a, I, I guess, the, the bones of a CBA from the men that they could sort of apply yeah. um, and just sort of scale it back based on the size and the number of players and the revenue and all that sort of stuff. But I'm, I'm a little bit... Um, well, I'm torn. I'm torn because well, I, I'm, I'm torn because I, I agree on both sides with certain things. But what what I don't I, I I don't think this is about the players putting their hand out wanting wanting more money. No, CEO of the Rugby League Players Association, Clinton Newton, has come out and said this is not about the players wanting more money. So we're going to have a lot of people here. They're going to say, you know what, the players are greedy. But this is not about making more money each each year on their contracts. Definitely not. No, this is about, I suppose, the add-ons. Yeah. The add-ons that, are, that surround the player and the support for a player. Now, on the flip side of all this, the NRL CEO, Andrew Abdo, well, he's addressed the public about 30 minutes ago, and he's outlined that the RLPA, over many months of negotiations, they've had an attitude of, you know, words to the effect, take it or leave it offers. Andrew Abdo has said the game's not prepared to agree to those conditions. Fair and balanced is what he wants. It's in the best interest in the game and its stakeholders. And the stakeholders are the commercial partners like yeah, your broadcasters, your, your clubs, but, but all, the fans, the players. But also Country Rugby League, you know, all, all the different leagues around the world. And, and that's struggling. And that's and what he's trying to say in layman's terms, listeners, is my decisions will be the future proof of the game and we can't outlay millions of dollars that could put the game backwards. Yeah. That's, that's what that's he's trying right. to say. And I understand that. And... And, and I think maybe, I mean, I, I just had a, an ex-teammate of mine, Benny Jeffrey, who I played with at the Gold Coast Times. He's a bit younger than me, but we, we, had, we had a great relationship. He came up from his town in Griffith. He, he's captain coach of the team out there. Like, it's four hours west of Canberra. Yep. It's sort of in the middle of nowhere. It's freezing down there. So we tried to escape it and come up here. And I was just asking him how, how you know, the league's going down there. He, he just said, mate, it's horrible. Struggling. Numbers are down. You know, everything's down. Like, I, I think that there's... It, it's not as easy as just putting – and this is why it's taken so long. Because the rugby league, they need to look at – the NRL need to look at all that, mm. not just about this group of players here. Because if they don't look at all that and they just look at this group of players here in the NRL, then in 10 years' time they won't have players in the NRL because all those leagues are, have just suffered and there's not been enough done to help you know, grow the game yeah. regionally. Mm. Now – I don't know. I, I don't see anything about that. What, what, what I did, what I did here was Andrew Abdur saying, considering all their partners, and to me, that's probably the most important. I mean, obviously sponsors and and broadcasters who tip a bucket load of revenue in the game. But like I said, without the investment, and we've got a lot of, we've got a lot of listeners that you know from from our regional areas. Um, you know, I've got um, 
a good mate is down in Juni, Mark Salmon. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Samo. Fish. He's out there listening. No, no, Samo. Um, but, you know, like in those areas, like how's the league looking? How, how, how's your junior registration going? How, how's the promotion of the game going to get kids involved in the game? What, what are they doing in those areas? What are the NRL, the biggest body of rugby league in the country, what are they doing to support you? I'd if, like to know. If the NRL went to every player and said, if you're concerned about the future of the game, if you're on, if you're on 400,000 give us 5% of your contract. We want to put in a country rugby league and yep. regional rugby league. So we don't have, we don't have to require so many volunteers. We can actually pay them something mm. and pay for registrations. Pay, pay for recruitment or pay for development officers to go to schools and like the Auskick program. Anyone under $400,000, we want to ask for one and a half percent, 2% of your contract. I'd be interested to see how many people would put their hand up for it. Mm. Mm. So we're trying not to make this too confusing, everyone. Now, Andrew Abdo's press conference is on SEN League now in its entirety. It's, it's, it's quite a good listen, to be quite honest. Download the app if you haven't got the SEN, la- SEN League app and you'll be able to listen to his press conference. So I want to ask, should the fans boycott games? I hope not. Should the NRL fine players for not fulfilling media obligations? Well, I hope not. I don't think we're there yet. We're not far away from it. No, no, I'm I'm a bit nervous. That uh, 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 I'm looking forward to just hearing for some from, from some listeners just mm-hmm. to get their perspective. Because just just remember too, listeners, like the media is good at sens- sensationalizing stuff and focusing on you know negatives. And but what 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 worries me, Sats, is is Clint Newton saying about talking about the NRL's disturbing pattern of behaviour of trying to change, or like, I guess, pull back where they got to, mm. you know, like a hundred changes in a, in, in, a, in a document that was basically like agreed upon. It's not about money. It's a hundred, they've made a hundred changes, a mm. hundred changes, like not 10, a hundred. The NRL have. Yeah. So Steve at the, uh, from Raymond Terrace on the text line said, let the fans know what those hundred points are that the RLPA is upset about. I'm not going to miss the player interviews pre-game. Neither am I. Or the halftime. I agree with you there because the questions aren't really – you've only got a short amount of time. They usually just get a king of cliches from most players. The players are not telling the fans nothing they don't already know. Cheers, Steve from Raymond Terrace. We've also got another one here on 708. If both parties can't agree, I'd rather have a complete player strike. No NRL, no origin, no games in any grade. Just getting sick of the greed. Yeah, well, well, this is the thing. It, it seems like greed. But, but these, these CBAs, like, they're a very complex document and it's to protect both sides of the fence. And, and they have to come to an agreement for the, for the, for the competition to operate. Now, at the moment, rollover, they've got a clause, there's a rollover. So, so at the moment, they're operating under the 2022 CBA because they don't have this one ratified yet. So they, they have to have one to operate. Mm. Um, it's, 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 I don't think it's straight out greed. I think it's about... Um, it's about looking after, you know, the future of the game from an NRL's perspective and making sure from, from the Rugby League Players Association, making sure their working conditions are protected from a player's perspective. No one's complaining about the money they're getting paid. Mm. It's, not a, it's, it's not a player's dirty about what, it, what they're getting paid. I, I, can, I can assure you of that. It's where the money's going. Yeah. Yeah, it's how in, the money's being distributed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you, you said something before the show from the both press conferences, 
Daddy Bass, you... Yeah, sat back this afternoon, had a bit of a think about it. So your observation looking at both Clinton Newton well, and Andrew Abdo. You can see that Newton's uh, response on this, or in his press conference, he, he's reading from something that's that's been... Prepared. Prepared, right? And then you look at Abdo, he's speaking passionately about the NRL. There's, there's two different kind of atmospheres there. Uh, obviously... Oh, I, I don't mind a prepared document for something so important. I, I really don't. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, Clint Newton is not a public speaker. He's, he's a, he's an ex player who's passionate about the game and wants to support the players. I don't mind him having a prepared document so he doesn't say the wrong thing or go off on a tangent. I, mean, I don't know how you feel about that, Sats. So oh, each of their own. When it yeah, comes yeah. to pre- presentation, each of their own. Some have notes. What, 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 some what don't are, need it. What, are you? Are you? What? What are you saying, Daddy? That he's not as passionate because he had to write stuff down. No, I'm just. I'm just. Well, I'm what just, are you saying, mate? I'm just saying what <laughs> well, I no, observe. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm. I'm just not sure on like, if he's if in that press conference when asked questions. There was five or six journos who said, what actually are you trying to achieve by doing this? And not one person could answer that question. Yeah, and that's, that's the frustrating thing for me. You know, as a fan now, and, and I guess someone who commentates on the game, like, I, I want to know what those points are. What, what are you fighting for? Like, is, is it worth the fight? Like, I hope, it's, I hope so. Like, because... It's creating a lot of drama in the game that the game doesn't need. But mm. like what you don't want to be doing is pushing sponsors away because they're like, going, I don't want to be involved in that. I'll go sponsor AFL. Happens quite a bit. Broken Hill Bunny or Darwin Rabbit says, why is it Abdo never mentions former players' welfare, junior development, country rugby league, and list goes on. Yeah, both, both parties haven't made it a priority at the moment, especially regional rugby league. But I'm sure it's, it plays a significant part of all these negotiations. Well, well, well we've got... Um, Paul from Belrose, he said, my young boy is 10. We li- live on the northern beaches of Sydney. He has seen a Sydney Swans player half a dozen times at his school. They get a football, drink bowl and free tickets. Never seen a Sea Eagle. That's, see, that's concerning. So Sydney Swans have got one team in Sydney. Mm. And that comes down to the NRL's The NRL's got that that, six. That doesn't come down to the NRL. That comes down to the club, mm. first and foremost. Yeah. And if there, is a, if there is a gap in the market that's not being fulfilled by the club, the NRL needs to take over and ensure that 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 is filled. I'll tell you one thing that we did well at the Titans that's when we got started. We had a roster where every week there'd be four players going out to club, out, out to schools. And not one player, and I can attest to this because I was one of the main people that, that put the, this list together, is that mm. not one player, not one player, doesn't matter whether it was Matt Rogers, Scott Prince, all the way down to Shannon Walker, who yep. was one of our youngest players, said no because they thought they were too big. Well, well the thing was, the Sats, what we knew we needed was we knew, we knew we needed those kids as fans because yeah. we knew their parents would be fans of another club because they didn't grow up on the Gold Coast. Exactly. So we needed them. And, and we wanted to get out there and, and rally them kids, you know. And, and I think, you know, maybe it's something that the NRL need to look at because, uh, you know, the country, you know, in the off-season, getting around the country, getting around the bush. You, you see those, you know, odd trips that clubs do where they get out into the bush or they go yeah. into a regional town um, and they take four players and they generally take a film crew out there and you see it and everyone goes, oh, how good. Well, well, every club should be doing it and it shouldn't be done just once. It should be done a couple of times a year. You know, I, I know um, a heap of the Dolphins players, I think they went up to the Northern Territory um, throughout uh, the buy, their first buy round. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think the Hammer was one of them who went up there. Like, man, he's got a full plate and he's still taking time out to go and, you mm. know, visit regional areas and stuff. So, 
Yeah, look, there's a there's a lot to digest with this. It's 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 not easy. Yeah. Now we've got a couple of callers on the line that are quite passionate. We've got Anthony first. How are you, Anthony? How are you, Anthony? You good? Not bad. How are you? Yeah, really well, really well. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I feel personally, I love my rugby league and I've played it and I've watched it for the last 35 years. I feel the plays are starting to sound, and I'm not saying they are, but it's it's seeming to me is greedy. Um, Because, you know, there's a normal person that works on 8 to 4 o'clock, that normal day job, uh, you know, whatever it is, 30% increase in revenue, you know, payments. Uh, And to be honest, it's sounding like they're a bunch of two school kids, like they're fighting and they want to, you know, put down. They're all going to think, you push the fans away, there is no game. Number one priority for the NRL and the players are fans. No fans, no players get paid. Yep, no, yeah, true. that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. A good point. What, what, what I will say to that, though, is is it, it but both both sides of this, both sides of this um, fight um, are trying to position themselves in a position of power so that when they get to the negotiating table, they they can wield the big stick and get what they want. Now, uh, the, the big stick at the moment that the NRL have is we've increased the salary cap by 24.5%. And over the next three years, it's going to be 37, uh, yep. 37% increase in player payments. That That's that's only based on the fact that they're making more money out of the game. They're not, they're not doing them a favour. Like, that's what they should be getting. It's like if you work for someone... And you, you're a salesman, and you get a percentage of sales. If you sell more, you get paid more. That's how it works. Mm. I well, know. I know. It, not it everybody's was, like that. It was smart from the NRL. It was smart from yeah, the NRL this right. afternoon to, to focus on the numbers and the increases. That's cause right. Because that, that pinches at the hearts of fans. It does because, like you know, we, we, we just heard. You know, the average bloke who's you know he's he's getting up at five in the morning going to work swinging a hammer digging a hole doing whatever making you know thirty five bucks an hour mm. and struggling. And then he hears all these numbers and you think, oh, these greedy, you know, yeah. it's, I, I don't think it's about money. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's money involved in this, but the NRL are positioning themselves in a position where they're, they're, they want you to think that the players are greedy so that eventually the players cave and the players go, all right, we'll just do whatever you say. Just let's just sign it and get it done. That, that's, that's, that's my opinion of it. Now, uh, from what I know, and the players that I've spoken to, they don't want more money. They're, they're happy with all that. What they want is a distribu- distri- distribution of funds to be different to what the NRL are, are proposing. Mm. Now, you know, how that looks, I, I don't know. And, and that's, that's the hard part because we don't know. We get a really high-level look at what these two factions are warring about. Mm. We get a really high-level look. We don't get the nuts and bolts of it, Sats. We get a, a statement, a prepared statement. We get a bit of passion from Abdo. We get a corporate view. Yeah. Which is really difficult for the fans to understand. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. Uh, let's get to a break. And don't forget, to, uh, we've got that competition on. We've got some text messages here in relation to the tickets to the Townsville 500 this weekend. We've got two double passes. We'll get to those winners a little bit later on. And after the break, we've got our new segment, which is Aussies on Fire. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym.
We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back. Some very passionate listeners. Well, and we're going to get to some of our text messages. And we're going to put the Aussies on fire just a little bit on hold. Mm. We're going to bring that a little bit later on because we have got some callers. What are we going to say, Ray? Oh, I, I, I just can't believe we've only done one segment. I thought I we'd be going Yeah, yeah, it'll be quick here yeah. uh, so we can get to the end of the hour. Um, mm. Now, we've got Brendan from Hendra in Brisbane. How are you, Brendan? Yeah, yeah good, fellas. Hey, listen, um, in the current economic circumstances, a lot of people, what, Rugby league fans are working class, so mortgages, cost yep. of living, yep. everything's really hurting. Um, so if the RLPPA wants to sell this, they need to put out the narrative. If it's about you know, the journeyman ex-players who played four or five years and got injured and had to retire, yep. then they need to get that narrative out. If it's mm. about country rugby league, if it's about a junior rugby league, but it cannot be about the big names getting even more money. No, I, but that's what the um, the hierarchy will try and spin it as. So... They need to have a really effective counter narrative. Yeah, no, exactly I agree. Exactly right, Brendan. Yeah, you, you yeah. bang on there, and you're right. The 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 the, the regular rugby league fan is they're doing it tough. So what the what the listener listen hears when they hear RLPA, Clint Newton, and Andrew Abdo talk about the only thing they think about is they think dollar sign. Yeah. Even though the RLPA is saying this is not about more money for the players, this is about all the add-ons. This is all about the support mechanisms and the NRLW. But what the fan still sees is the player earning more money. And we don't know whether that's a fact or not, but I thought that was a really good call. You make some yeah, really thanks, good points. Brendan. And now we've got Fitzy from Nimbin. How are you, Fitzy? <laughs> Hello, boys. What do, you got, what do you got for us, Fitz? How are we? Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Mate, I think, well, you two are in the best position to discuss this because how, how are your injuries, boys? You, you're still paying the price for playing the game, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yep, yep. I, I mean, so, I'd do it all I mean, again, Fitz. I'd do, t- I'd do it all again. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, I, I mean, I had to get surgeries after the year, and I didn't re- I didn't know about that rule, mm. and I and I tried to claim it. And I, no, no, we don't we don't pay that. It's, yeah. it's on you. Mm. You know. So yeah, it's it's not it's it's not a and, and mate, Fitz. That's not when, when you when you consider that it's not about. Yeah, I mean, I, but but I made a lot of money when I played footy, and I had a seventeen-year career. There, there are players that they play for two years, and yep. and they have to retire because they're busted. Think of like an Aaron Booth who just had the worst injury that you know seen a couple of years. Think about Jarali Ali. Think of Taniella Tuaki. Tuaki, you know, mm. they're there for a couple of years, and they just and their their body's broken. Yeah, their life's never the same again. They can't do what they used to do, and now they're you know. So it's it's not just about these guys getting more money. It's it's about conditions. Yep, and and. But Brendan was right in terms of the messaging from the RLPA. Yeah. Yep. No, you're right, Fitzy. You're right, Fitzy. There's a lot of ex-players there that are that are still hurting. But you know, like like Rat said, you still do it all again. I'd still beat you in golf, Fitz. Yep. My challenge. <laughs> Thanks, Fitzy. <laughs> it sounds like he's on the Susie Wongs. Uh, Tony from the Blue Mountain, the beautiful Blue Mountains. How are you, Tone? Hello, mate. How are you? Great show, fellas. Thanks for talking to me. You're right. Thanks for calling. Uh, guys, I, I just wanted to um, highlight a couple of things. Firstly, I, I've uh, Scott, thank you for supporting 25 years of the NRL that Will Evans and I put together. I appreciate that. Um, one of the things I found recently putting out some rugby league books is that the fans 
are more akin to support books on the past of rugby league than they are on the current generation of rugby league. Mm. And and what I found, mate, I was a cop for 17 years, and you know I, I got pretty badly injured too, which ended my career recently. But the thing is, mate, that the fans these days are finding it very, very hard to assimilate with players. Recently, we saw a, a big news article about uh, Jerome Luai and nothing against these guys and, uh, and and others buying all these, you know, million-dollar-plus mansions. Now, the, the thing in this current environment, mate, everyone is really struggling, which everyone's brought up. But I think it's really the fans just don't seem to be able to assimilate very well with today's rugby league player. And, and I don't know whether that's the manager's problem or I don't know if that's the media's problem, but they seem to be put up on, on a pedestal which, you know, if they jumped off it, they'd probably break their neck. It's, it, I don't know if you guys would agree with me, and Scott, you know, you were one of the greats, mate, and, and so were you, Matt, but you guys were also very approachable during, throughout your career. It seems it's very, very difficult now for the players to assimilate how they used to play in the you know the sixties, seventies, eighties, and even the nineties. Would you yeah, agree, or yeah, am I wrong? Yeah, Tony, I understand. Like absolutely. When when, when Sat and I first started, we we had jobs. When you know, my old man played, you know, he was a he, he worked. Um, you know, his teammates were throwing garbage cans. They were you know like that's what they did. That's what we did. But I, I know and. and Whenever we get an older player on and we talk about old times, we our, our, our switchboard lights up. Every, mm. Everybody's excited, and I get that. But but times have changed, and we need to accept the fact that you know there's so much money in sport, and the players deserve that because they're the ones playing. The, the game's bringing in all this money, so we need to accept that. Uh, I don't know if you agree with that, Sats. Like, we, we can't live in 1980 thinking it was... Well, the money's all retrospective. Yeah, yeah. The money paid back in the 80s was a lot for some people in the 90s, the 2000s, yeah. whatever it may be. It's yeah. all it's all retrospective. And um, Well, I think there's more. There's a lot more money in the game now, so well, it's retrospective. Like, there like is in, now. In, in comparison, based on all the, the, the different assets that mm. they make money out of, the digital space, the TV rights. I mean, Ker- Kerry Packer owned owned the game of rugby league prior to Super League, and... and the, the game made nothing out of the TV. You get the deal of the century. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I, I mean, I, we, we've got to accept the change. We don't have to like it. But if you like the game, I mean, that's the nature of it. Yeah. Uh, and to answer change. your question, Tony, I think, you know, there's a lot of players that do some amazing, amazing work. Stuff. And they're so approachable. And they're great with the fans after games and training. Yeah. Some clubs do it better than others. Yeah. But with the world of social media now, it's easier to, to connect with a player digitally, digitally than it is in, in person. person. So let's get to the break. And on the other side, fingers crossed, fingers crossed, we have former Bulldogs captain, New South Wales under-19 coach, Bobcat Ryan, Andrew Bobcat Ryan. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back. For World Gym, train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Hey, welcome back. We're just trying to get uh, Andrew Bobcat Ryan on the phone. He's obviously very busy this time of year with the under-19 State of Origin next Thursday night at KO Stadium in Redcliffe. Some very good players, especially one that I always wax lyrical about for Queensland, the hooker Blake Moser. Oh. There's also the Fainu brothers who play mm. for New South Wales. Some mm. really good players. So Some good players coming through. Hopefully we get Bobcat on. We're also going to try and get Adrian Pasanko from the Sydney Morning Herald, who's an outstanding writer. He's a two-time Walkley winner. 
He's just going to try and, I suppose, just decipher. Clear it up. Yeah, try what to happened today? He was there. He, he's he been took it all in. Uh, yep. Let's get to your text, uh, 0457 736 736. Yeah, and Steve. we've got one here just really quickly. Yep. Um, rat, where is it here? <laughs> it's called... <laughs> I know it's called, Rat, you don't even know the, how much eggs cost. <laughs> Two nine nine. Yeah, I do. They're 70 great. cents each. Oh, it's a joke. Great. We're yep. starting a chicken union. <laughs> Uh, from the CBA, medically, players should be looked after no matter how long retired they are. If the injury was from the game, then it should be a final entry assisted by the game. That's from Steve. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, I mean, in, in all, like, I mean, in the NFL, for instance, they have a fund that for the life, for their life. If, if they're, I remember they Spider Everett, who listens to the show too, Spider, good man, Spider. I remember I was working with him a year after he retired from the AFL. I think he had 13, 14 seasons in the AFL, just under 300 games. And he got a check not long after he retired. And basically it was $10,000 for every year that he'd played in the AFL. And this is basically just a thank you for your service. Yep. And this is for you to get started. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, I, when I retired from rugby, um, I think I got a $200,000 handshake for my five years there. Because they, they have a share that go, for each game. And, yep. and it, it's like... It's like a quarter share for a club game, half share for a, for a New South Wales yep. game, three quarter share for a super game, and a full share for a test match. And they add up over your, the span of your career, and they're worth something. And yep. at the end of the end of your career, when you retire, they go, "Thank you. What do you want us to do with it? Do you want it? You want to go into your super? Do, you know, where where do you want it? Yeah, beautiful. It, it'd be great if they they did something along those lines. But a, a, a text here from Toronto Roddy says, "Anyone needs to put some money into country football." A lot of players can't even get insurance to cover an injury if working at mines. And my fr- my friend broke his leg and then found out the club didn't insure him. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah, exactly. Uh, sitting more in Herald Chief Rugby League reporter and two-time Walkley winner as well, Ooh. Adrian Pesenko is joining us on the line. And AP, thank you very much for taking the, the late call just to try and, I suppose in layman's term, <laughs> break cipher. down what <laughs> happened today through all this madness. Thanks for joining us, mate. G'day, Sats. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. No worries. So can you decide, can you break it down in layman's term what each party is squabbling over at the moment? Yeah, this is an interesting one because we got a bit of mail early in the morning that something big was going to go down RLPA-wise. And there was a bit of scuttlebutt that I was talking to a few people and just saying, are they on the eve of Origin 3 about to put their tools down and just say, no, we're going to strike? And it was almost... Sort of funny, it was almost a bit anticlimactic when we got into the room and realised that it's basically a media ban, which is really interesting because that's biting the hand that feeds you. Two-thirds of the game's revenue basically comes from the broadcasters. Um, And all of a sudden they decided to do this, which affects the fans and how they get to interact with their, their heroes. So... Of all the leaders they could have pulled, they've decided to pull this one. There's only one left, and that's industrial action. And I don't know if at some point we see that. Um, and, and as I said, there was a, a period there today where I wondered whether that was going to be the case. There was a big meeting of about 50 senior player rep- representatives and delegates last night. And my understanding is that some, some of them wanted to strike, um, that they thought that this particular action didn't go far enough. But cooler heads prevailed, and here we are. And this is happening, That you know, the timing is really interesting because we've got a dead rubber for Origin 3. This is a time when that game needs more promotion, yeah, not less. Agreed. And you're going to have less access to players on what is a marquee night for rugby league. 
AP, who's pulling the strings from the Rugby League Players Association? Is it is it Clint Newton and the board, or is it the players? I think it's a bit of everything. I think that the players get the information and then, you know, they take a, a, you know, a direction. But I'm sure that Clint Newton and the, the chair, Deidre Anderson, and the board would be probably saying, you know, these are your options. We recommend, given the information, here's where we're at. And what we were trying to drill down in, in what was almost a 40-minute press conference today was what are they still quibbling about after more than 20 months? And it didn't seem to me that it was enough to to be in this situation, if that makes sense. There's not that much that seems unresolved. So they're talking about, the RMPA says, we want to have total say about whether the, there's any more matches added to the schedule. And the NRL, yes, will do that if there's going to be two or more matches. And apparently that's not good enough. Um, there's some talk about, um, you know, where the, the funding goes. So there's all sorts of different injury funds, etc., that they want to funnel the money through. Um, the NRL has asked for some oversight on that. So it, it, what, there's just a couple of things. And, and the other thing the NRL really wanted to do was to have some trade windows installed because a lot of people would say that the way players move between clubs at the moment is pretty messy and it needs to be better regulated. And rather than die in a ditch over that, the NRL said, look, we'll, they threw up their hands and said, OK, we give up, we're prepared to concede on this point. And yet still, you know, the parties haven't been able to sign off on anything. So... So, Adrian, what, really interesting. The next step. Yeah. So, sorry. Um, so, so, what about yeah, what Clint Newton's saying about these hundred changes that have come back from what was agreed upon, you know, at the last meeting? Like, he said something. There's a hundred yeah, changes. Honestly, I, I, I don't know what to believe anymore. But there's so much he said and she said. Well, most people would suggest that I think the salary cap's gone up about twenty-five and point four percent, which is a fairly big upswing Increase. at a time when people are doing it pretty tough with, you know, rising interest rates and a, a bit of a gloomy economic forecast. Like, it, it's it's not a bad deal. And it seems to, that we're just drilling down into the minutiae where there's a couple of points where they haven't been able to align. And unfortunately, like, you know, we're, we're almost into Origin 3 and this is still going on. And, you know, we talk about, you know, big things that the game could be doing, such as, you know, pressing into America, trying to get a, a foothold in, a, a, you know, a potentially, uh, you know, lucrative new market. And we're still squabbling about this sort of stuff. It just, I don't know, I just think it's very damaging for the game. Yeah. And before we let you go, AP, and thank you very much, Adrian Prasenko from the City Morning Herald, Chief Rugby League writer. Um, so who does Adrian Prasenko at the moment? And you've been around a lot of, a lot of sport and a lot of, you know, debates and standoffs. Who do you sit on the side of, just at the moment, based on the information you got? Oh, look, it's this is it's really hard stats. It's a good question, but it, I can't answer that with any. I think both parties have to take responsibility for this. But I can't see the hundred points. I can't see the term sheets. I can't see the that you know the where the I's are dotted and T's across. You know what they're actually really squabbling about. All that I know is that it doesn't seem to me to be big enough to have the game, you know, basically in limbo the way at the moment. I just think that, you know, they have to get past this. What happens next is interesting because the Australian Rugby League Commission will now decide, you know, what the next steps are. Um, as it stands, you know, Peter Vlandes is overseas on leave. Um, Andrew Abdo and Clint Newton can barely look at each other at the moment. Like, it's just, they are filthy. Like, they are off each other massively. 
So, and, and they've had all sorts of different intermediaries and mediation and all this sort of stuff, and it's come to naught. So, honestly, guys, I don't know. We, I don't want to be talking about this in a week or in a month or in a year, but as it stands, I think all of those things are a possibility. Yeah. Mm. Well, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Uh, Adrian Brzezanko, Sydney Morning Herald. Hey, mate, thank you very much for taking the, uh, the urgent call tonight. Really appreciate it. Bless you, guys. Thanks for having me. He's a great guy. Really good. And each, each week on Crunch Time from 12 to 2 on, on SEN. I'll just get to this text before we go. And this is from Hamstrings from Narrabeen before we get to a break. Evening, guys. I wonder if it came to the crunch and the league said no, how many players would take a back seat versus those who would get on with it because they love getting play, paid to play the sport? Well, well, that's the thing, Sats. Many years ago, the NFL had a strike. Yeah. And, and Baseball you know, they, well. they all just sat out. Yeah. But when they when they had the strike, they don't get paid. Mm. So all these guys on multi-million dollar contracts, they were fine. They're like, yeah, we, we can wait it out. But then you had, you know, half of the league who aren't on that sort of money yep. and they need to work. They need to make the money. Exactly. So, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. Let's get to a break. We'll wrap up the first hour. And on the uh, on the other side, we'll also announce our wingers, winners for the two double passes to the Townsville 500. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Uh, yes, you are right, Steve. It's the quickest first hour on record. So much going on. And the giveaway, now it's time to uh, to reveal our Townsville 500 winners. Catch every race of the Townsville 500 live and ad break free on Fox Sports and available on Foxtel and KO Sports as well. This weekend, it is the Townsville 500. Three days. Now, the two winners. Of course, the question was, how many grand finals has the North Queensland Cowboys played in? Of course, the answer is three grand finals. They got beaten in 2005, they won in 2015, got beaten in 2017 by the Melbourne Storm. And the two winners are, thank you for everyone for texting through as well, is 671, the ending, and also Mick have won those tickets. So two double passes, congratulations. You've got a couple of texts there, Rap, yeah, before I have, we go? Um, I think Clint Newton is making a big deal out of it, perhaps for his own benefit. That's from J-Dog. Well, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Uh, on, on, uh, on, on development, uh, one more thing, the development school holidays, they don't run fun gala days. Yeah. That's uh, from Michael. After the break into the second hour, we're going to give away a double pass to State of Origin number three next Wednesday night at Arcor Stadium, of course. We're going to have a sentence that you've got to finish. So stick around. This is Sats and Rap for Sports Day. Plenty more to come. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. For Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 and World Gym. Train for the sport you play. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show for the second hour. Plenty going on, and very soon we're going to be giving away a double pass. The State of Origin number three, we're going to finish this sentence very, very soon. But before we do that, we need to get through some of these very passionate texts 
surrounding what has happened today in the NRL. And if you're just joining in, uh, welcome to the show for the first time. And just to reiterate what we've covered in the first hour is the NRL Players Association and the NRL Player. Well, they've made a decision through the NRL Players that they will boycott all media this weekend, round 19. Now, I don't think that's a big thing, to be quite honest. We've got a text about that we're going to read very soon because it's all about origin at this time of year. And a lot of people seem to forget there is NRL rounds on this weekend. Um, so I don't think it's going to really hurt that much that they boycott media. But um, no, it's just a statement. And it's it, whatever, you know, whatever standoff and, and argument you have in the game, it's never a good look for the game. So no. g'day, coppers. This is the reptile. Honestly, it's clear to people that didn't play the game, Clinton Newton only cares about staying relevant. <laughs> Well, he's very passionate about the game, Reptile. I know that he's very passionate about the players. Well, there's, there's a bit of that. I mean, um, MG from Penrith, not the MG, but a different <laughs> MG, says, surely it's time Clint Newton moves on. He can't get the deal through. Seriously, Abdo and Valandis are worth a lot more to players with what they bring to the game and future of the NRL. Um, no, no, the, the, the union's very worth a lot to the players. Otherwise, they get walked all over and... Um, you know, playing playing conditions is important. And do, do you honestly believe, Rat, if the players, and it's no different back in 2003, I was part of that, and they all asked us to to run out 15 minutes late in a qualifying semi-final against the Broncos, and we all looked at each other and went, and I didn't join the union. I I just loved playing the game. You, one of those. But all the other players, yeah, all the other players <laughs> said, yeah, let's stand, let's stand connected. And they said, okay, we're going to run out 15 minutes late. We're going to stuff up the broadcasting. And all the players looked at each other and said, are you serious? I'm not doing that. Mm. So then it fell on deaf ears. Now, admittedly, the RLPA is a lot stronger yep. in this day. It was pretty, pretty weak back in the day. I, 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 if I said to you, if players were going to strike, do you think they would? would do you think game, players would sit out games? Oh, mate, it's tough to say because, you know. I mean, that, that, well, is, well, that well, is the break glass well, in case of well, need. Well, I'll, I'll tell you an example. I, you know, I look after a lot of young players and, and it, it might be all right for a, um, you know, a Cam Munster to say, I'm, I'm not playing this week, you know. But but if you're the, that kid that his dream was to play in the NRL and he gets named that week and you're saying, mate, we're not playing this week, it'd break his heart. Yeah, absolutely. It'd I don't him. think it happened. It'd kill him. I don't think um, it happened. I, I, I do understand the power of a union. We, 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 we were getting railroaded a little bit now, you, and, and that's where I really learned the power of a union and, and, and work for good. We weren't being greedy, but and it wasn't about money. It was about the distribution of money that the ARU were, were, were trying to just – it just wasn't – there was a situation where in the 11th hour, literally, we just – you know, our union stood up for us yeah. to make sure that the allocation of the funds went to the right spots with, with, the, um, with, the rugby, with, the, with Rugby Australia. Mm. And um, the union stood strong and, you know, we got what we wanted. Uh, it didn't cost, didn't cost Rugby Australia any more money. It was just about how it was spent if the money came in yep. and, um, yeah, we ended up, you know, winning that, uh, well, when I say winning it, we ended up getting our way, which I guess, you know, winning. Um, but, but in the end it was better for everyone. Mm. So I understand it. Um, but yeah, like the, the, the challenge is sets and, and like Adrian Prasenko said, we, we don't know what these hundred points are. Exactly. We don't know what they're standing on. Knackers are blacksmiths. Well, he said Clinton Newton is out of his depth and, Huss says, let's stop kidding ourselves, boys. This is all about one thing. That's the dollar. And in the end of the day, it is. It's just a matter of where you're saying, where it's going to be allocated mm. to. Uh, Rod from Winmalee, uh, Scotty and Matty, I'm a casual fan supporter of Para going to the game this week in a box with eight others. 
Gee, I hope they play. It's my third game in 40 years, but I understand what is a line in the sand when it comes to rights. If there is over 100 issues changed in the agreement, it's most certainly worth fighting for. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. Yep. Um, Glenn says, uh, question, have you guys had a 37% pay increase from SEN? I got a 5.75% increase. My super and benefits didn't change as well. I walked into a shift where my life could end. I, could, I walked into a shift where my life could end. Just my take. Yeah, Glenn and uh, Shell yeah. Harbour. You're right. And in rugby league's the same. I mean, it's a, it's a, yeah, it's a hard, well, tough, and it's a risky well, sport. We've had, we've had deaths in rugby league this Absolutely. year. And, and life-changing injuries yeah. and, and so on. So, yeah, I mean, it's – yeah, I, I get it. I, I, I get it that the average person doesn't get that sort of an increase. But like I was saying, that increase doesn't come because, you know, they're just feeling good about it. Mm. That increase comes – based on the fact that more revenue comes into the game and more revenue comes into the game because of the product on the field. Yep. And the product on the field is generating that revenue and the players deserve it. It's like, you know, Le- LeBron James makes $40 million a year, like $40 million a year. But the reason he makes it is because the game makes it. Yep. And, and he plays the game. And mm. I'm, I'm never going to begrudge players for, for making as much as they can. They've got the, the average playing career, just so you know, listeners, the average playing career, of an NRL player is under two years. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's like forty-four games. There's there's twenty-seven games a year, or twenty-six games a year. It's under two seasons. So for every Matt Rogers that played seventeen years, and you that played one hundred and six years, and you know Cam Munster that played forever, or da- Darren Lockyer that played forever, that there's a there's a thousand kids that play fifteen games and they're gone, mm. or they play two games, or they play half a season and they're gone. Yeah, you know. So it's about conditions for those sort of guys it's it's not about playing the big guys more money that just understand that froggy says how long does this player agreement last because if it's 12 months fans won't cop it the collective bargaining agreements usually go for two three four whatever the conditions yeah, yeah, the yeah. standards Only three, are years, three yeah. years and then they sit yeah. down and negotiate again because the game changes more money comes into the game as well a media ban uh good don't have to listen to the dribble after the game on how we lost what we could have done better blah 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 michael yeah it's a lot so, of people seem to th- they seem to think oh, the same well, well uh, 970 says social media and mobile phones now make the players uh distanced to fans at least i mean yeah it does make you distance and it but but prior to it you, you had no access to them yep and and the only, and and the only time you saw them was if you just happened to bump into one in the supermarket exactly. like, wow there's steve rogers yeah. or there's john sattler you know, so exactly. there's a lot more connectivity. Okay, let's move on to some more positive news. Let's yes. try and get a little bit of humour into the show. Right. Okay, we're going to give away... She says, oh. do you come from an undown under? No, not yet. No. We're not half-cocked. Something gun. Like your miss always says. <laughs> now, firstly, before we do that, a double pass to State of Origin number three. It's yes. very easy. 0457 736 736. Rat, what have they got to do? they got to finish this sentence. Yep. On Wednesday night, Gutho will dot, dot, dot. Yep. Don't write dot, dot, dot. Yeah. On Wednesday night, Gutho will perform a Gutherino, scoring the winning try. Yeah. You'll, you know, whatever. You, know, you come up with it. On Wednesday night, Gutho will finish this sentence. Text in your answer, and the winner will get a double pass to State of Origin on Wednesday night. So in State of Origin number three, Clint Gutherson will yep. wear a scrunchie. Mm. <laughs> for example, for his man bun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. So text in. Because we all love Gutho and we want to know what he's going to do on exactly. Wednesday night. Exactly. Now, Daddy Vass, time for this. She said, do you come from Aussie's on fire. And there has been some. There has been some over the last 48 hours. There's been some Aussies that have had some great 
Uh, great results well, around the world. Well, yeah, we they, they certainly have, and and I love this competition. Sats, you want to you want to tell them what competition I'm talking about? Uh, well, no. What? Well, that's James Webb. Oh, the hot dog. Yeah. Australia. <laughs> well, he's Australian champion for in relation to the amount you can eat in a yeah. certain amount of time. Professional eater. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Pro- well, they are. They're professional eaters. Exactly. So he's in the Nathan's Famous, which is the most amount of hot dogs you can eat in 10 minutes. Mm. So where'd he come, Rat? He came third. He's on the podium. How good's that? Oh, mate. It's but awesome. who got the gold? Oh, mate. Your man. They're great. They're great. The greatest eater of all time, Joey Chestnut. How come the biggest eaters are the smallest people? Oh, mate. It's I don't amazing, know how it happens. It? There's a really good doco on Joey Chestnut. You were saying that. Oh, mate, it's unreal. ESPN 30 yeah, for ESPN, 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get through a bit of food, you're pretty small. Wow. Wow. It says you, the one that handed me a, a green tea bag to make a cup of tea for him. Um, <laughs> so James Webby Webb consumed 47 hot dogs in less than 10 minutes, and that beats his re- uh, record before a 41. But the winner, Joey Chestnut, he had he had 50. 50 hot dogs. 50? 50 hot dogs Did in 10 minutes. Did he only have 50? Yeah. Wow. But they, they eat two... Um, they they break they break they break the hot dog in half and yeah. they stuff that in and then they dip the bun in like a cup of water or I think Joey Chester doesn't he use doesn't he use cranberry juice or something he dips it and then he just jams the bun in and they just swallow oh. the bun whole. It's impressive. That's disgusting. It's just impressive. What are you gonna say, Daddy Vass? Why don't we have a listen, boys, to what his mates call him? Yep. Yeah. So look at James Webb. I mentioned you know the, his Australian mates call him Don Bradman because uh, that's the greatest athlete of all time in Australia, the cricketer. The whole Southern Hemisphere is his. Yeah. He, he plays in that whole place is his. Well, Joey, two dozen, two and a half in. Esper trying to hold off Webb. Where he looks like he's got fourth. Here's the count. Three, two, one, put down your hot dog! <laughs> James Webb making what... real strides for Australia, the greatest number ever put up for Australia. That's all we were. 47. That's what we say However, to Daddy Vass when we come the... into the studio sometimes. Put down your hot dog. Can I, can <laughs> I just say, can I, yeah, your half, your, your half cock dog. Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? What? Yeah, what? <laughs> Come uh, on, that's ridiculous. Did you, hear, did you hear that commentator then? He called him Don Bradman. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, but after that, what? he said, Joey, two dozen down, two and a half in. Two and a half minutes. Yeah, uh, so he's two dozen down, Joey, 24 hot dogs in two and a half uh, minutes. What? Mm, exactly. That's ridiculous. Now, another Aussie that was on fire. Of course, we touched on it last night, how big this is. Shane Van Gisbergen. Wow, he's a Kiwi. First and, yeah, well, he's a Kiwi. But so he's from the land down under. Yeah, exactly. He lives mm. in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Well, I just know our New Zealand fans will get angry. We're going to New Zealand I know. as of next week. That's why I'm, I'm just trying to – I'm greasing the wheels. Monday to Thursday, the New wheels. Zealand. Dude, we're just – every country. We're, we're going to every we're going, country. We're going everywhere. So Shane Van Gisbergen lives in Australia. We, we obviously adopt him, but uh, won the NASCAR. First person in 60 years on debut – Apparently, only drove the car for the first time the day before. And I've got to be careful here you say this guy's name. Steve Caunt. This is what he had to say. One of the drivers about Shane Van Gisbergen. Whatever his name is. Van SVG. Some Van Burger. I don't know. Hamburger. He, he's fast. That's all I know. No one knows his name. <laughs> Mate. He, he's, he's proper just... 
Cold trickle. He's, yeah. just, he's rocked up. No one knows. He's got in the car, blown him off the track. He drove the car once. I know. The day before. And they were showing vis- vision and footage of the way that he works. He's, so there's a camera in the uh, in the car, obviously, and the people in the pit, their management team and the and the performance team in the pit stop are watching his foot, feet work. But they were showing the vision of it using his clutch and brake and his accelerator. And the American experts are saying, what do you make of his use of the clutch and the and the brake and the accelerator. And they said, well, no one else in the field is doing it. So whatever he did, he was able to put a pretty big lead on uh, second place as well and take out that, uh, that street circuit in Chicago. There's, um, there's a few of the Guthos in here. On Wednesday night, Gutho will play six and a half minutes. Beck, that's from Beck. Uh, Clint Gutherson will gush. Um, did you, does that mean, I think that's meant to say blush maybe. <laughs> On Wednesday night, Gutho will make a 12-minute cameo at the end of the game and still manage to flap his arms at the referee 17 times from Brendan. <laughs> Let's be positive. I love Gutho. On uh, Wednesday night, Gutho will play, will play six and a half minutes because Freddie doesn't understand the, inter- the interchange. On Wednesday night, Gutho will be waiting for Phil Gould's call mm. from Des. Mm. Gutho will make Freddie wonder why he picked him for game – why he picked him – well, he didn't pick him for game one. Keith, I like that. That's what I like. A bit of a bit of positivity. Steve, I don't want to think about Gutho. I'm absolutely filthy that Paris' origin depleted for a dead rubber. This sad day against the Warriors is crucial. And if we get any injuries from origin, I will blow up. Deluxe. Steve, the players want to play for their state. They want to. It's origin. And the Warriors may be without Sean Johnson as yeah, well because he's expecting his second yeah. child as well. Danger said Gutho will be on the losing side. Hmm. Mm. Oh, and Joey Chestnut ate 60 hot dogs, not 50. So that's, Did he? Yeah, yeah, he ate 60. Webfell just, oh, no, Webfell short as he's 50. I'm looking at it here. And Joey yeah, Chestnut yeah. at 60. I'm very mm. sorry. I'm sorry about that pinnacle. Um, yeah, so get your te- keep your text messages coming in. Uh, State of Origin 3, Clint Gutherson will finish the sentence for a double to State of Origin 3 well, next Wednesday night. 958 says throw an intercept and lose game for the Blues, <laughs> giving Queensland a whitewash. Oh, so positive. Oh, man. Uh, let's get to a break, and after the break, we're going to do Wellbeing Wednesday. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. One of the problems we have with New South Wales is that most players enter camp on uncertain ground. In the back of their minds, it's very hard to build team spirit when as individuals you walk in and individually you say to yourself, geez, if I don't play well here, I'm probably going to be dropped. That is so hard to, you know, that sort of atmosphere makes it almost impossible to build team spirit. That's Matty Johns this morning on Matty White, SEN, talking around, well, it's around well-being, the, the emotional and, and psychological battles that players go through and what possibly New South Wales players are going through. And Wellbeing Wednesday, thanks to NRL State of Mind by a virtual one pass for mental fitness. I'll talk about it a little bit later on, actually. They've got you for life, which is a uh, big driver behind that is Gus Walland, of course. And it's an analysis by Matty Johns. And after losing... 15 of the last 18 Origin Series, New South Wales, um, 
He, he more or less is saying when you go into Origin campus in New South Wales play, you don't know whether you're going to be there for one game or you're going to be there for three games or you're going to go and play multiple games and, and how that can have a, you know, a negative effect emotionally, psychologically on a player. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, I, you're not going into Origin camp. I, I, I don't get this. I, I mean, I understand where he's coming from based on um, Stefano and, and, and Nico. But but no no one goes into an origin camp thinking oh, yeah, I am here for the next year. Like it doesn't matter who you are. Like mm. you got to be the you got to perform. perform. Yeah. on that stage. And some players go into origin and, or go, and they can't perform at that level. They, they've they've proven not to be able to do it. It's a different level. What if I throw at you another angle, Rat, where you want to perform, but you don't get the opportunity to to perform based on one, the amount of minutes you possibly get. So, or the position you put in. Or the position you put in. So I'll throw that at you. The two players you talk about, Stefano Toikamanu and Nico Hines. Nico goes on at centre. It doesn't matter what position you get put on origin. You just got to do your best. You just say, you know what, Damien Cook, I'm playing the centres. Coach, put me on. I'm going to do the best I can. So it doesn't matter about what position you get put on, how many minutes you play and what impact you have in those minutes. Now, sometimes that's taken away from you due to the – the scenario you find yourself in the game. Now, Stefano Yutokamano did nothing wrong no. in game two. So I suppose what Matty Johns is talking about there also is how does Stefano Yutokamano, how does he respond? Now, he can go two ways here. He can be really cranky at being left out mm. after being in the system for the last year, 12 months, 24 months, whatever it may be. And he can take it out on every opposition front row from this day on, mm. starting with Cronulla tomorrow night. Well, if he's got a good mentor. Yep. That, that's what he'll do. Or he can say, you know what, I'm embarrassed, I feel rejected, and I feel as though that people that I'm trying to impress don't rate me. And if he doesn't have good people around him, that's what he'll do. Which can cave you in emotionally. Mm. Mm. The problem is he shouldn't be in that position in the first place, though. Why? In what way? He's a development player, yep. right? He clearly, if Freddie hasn't picked him for this game, doesn't think he's ready, right? Why, why throw him in in, in game two? Because they thought he was... The only reason you throw him in is because you think he's ready. You don't you don't throw players into Origin to develop. Yeah, to, let's see how you go. It's not it's not classed as a as a blooding exercise. You throw players in because you think they're ready. And and from and if you Freddie think he's ready, why wouldn't he be starting front row this this Origin game three? And this is exactly what Matty Johns is probably getting at. Exactly that point, Daddy. That's it's a good question because and we spoke about it during the week. Stop it's, making so much sense over yeah. there. All right. Yeah, I just I don't I, I I don't get I don't get their selections stats. Um, yeah, it's... he said he said yesterday in a grab Brad Fittler. I've picked Cody Walker because I want to win game three. Why yeah. do you pick Cody Walker in game one? Well, well, no, no, no. You've taken it from the from the angle of I picked him so that you know I, I it's like he didn't want to win the other games. He wanted to win the other games, but he, he he's not picking. Uh, are players in in the positions now to to not to, he thinks they're ready, but he's not not sure. He, Cody Walker can play Origin at that level. Like we've seen it, he's done it before, and he's played well. Um, he's picking him because he knows he can get a job done for him. Mm. Um, if he puts Nico there, he's unsure because he hasn't had him there. He he probably thinks yeah he's he's ready to go, but I know he is ready to go. Mm. That's that's where he's coming from. He's he's not saying I wasn't trying to win the other games. Of course, try- of course he's trying to yeah. win the game, but yeah. I just think strategically maybe he's 
tried to align his team too close to Nathan Cleary for that game one. Yeah, it's it's all hindsight though, right? Because because it, you know if if Nico makes that tackle and and New South Wales win that game, they were the better team all night, and they had like an eight minute lapse. That, like we're not even having this conversation. Right? Yeah, mm. like we're, we're just not. So New South Wales have just got to get it together in their head. You know, that, that's what I believe because they've got good enough players to win the game. I don't think players go into New South Wales or Queensland camps thinking they're going to be there for possibly one game. I think you probably go in there and you're a fish out of water. You feel like you're nervous because you're out of your comfort zone. Mm. And correct me if I'm right here, Rat, but <laughs> usually by day day three, you you feel united, don't you, the group? Yeah. You feel united. Yeah. And then by the time the game comes around nine or ten days later, you believe you believe that you you belong there. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's the players around you in Origin accept you as a, as now being an Origin player. And by the time the game comes around, you 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 believe that you should be there. And then then it's just up to you to to prove to the coaches and the selectors that you deserve to stay there. Mentally, going back to club football, I know you touched on it with uh, Stefano. Stefano, Nico Hines, right? Mm-hmm. Going back to Cronulla. Oh, and he said he was gutted. He said it, you know. It, it knocked him about and his he, confidence. And, and he played horribly against Melbourne leading into game two. Mm. And that's that's purely a confidence game, that game against Melbourne. Purely a confidence game. He had mm. every reason to play really well against his former club at a at an oval that he knows really well at Amy Park. Uh, he knows how Melbourne play. And I, I, mate, I, I just know this. And, and Smithy the Eel, he, he said, Matty Johns talks so much rubbish. Sometimes I think he just makes – says things to make up a story. This is what I know. I, I just know I've done it. Like, I, I've played more than one time for, for Australia and Queensland. Every time you go in there, well, I, this is me. I, I was nervous every time they read a team out because I never expected anything. It's, no one's going into a team like that, be it Queensland or New South Wales, given the number of quality players that are behind them thinking, oh, this is our team. This is my team. I'm in it. You know? I just unless you're the incumbent captain of the winning team the year before, no one's got a mortgage on a position. True. I, I don't. I don't buy it. I, I mean, I don't agree with what Maddie said there. Finish the sentence. Clint Gutherson in State of Origin Three of will. I got a couple of beauties. Well, actually, Kiwi Joe, just on that that point there around around the selections, he said he's not in because RCG and Jake are back. Better people are back. Yeah. And that's an argument also, Kiwi yep. Joe. Exactly. Uh, this is a good one. Mark from Sydney, he, he says, on Wednesday night, Gutho will say, stuff that to the press conference band and crow about how the Blues beat Queensland by 40 points. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's good. We've got a leader at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's, We've got that's a leader. Who's that? Player. That's Mark. Mark, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, we've got some more there, Rat. Yep, yep. Um, Clint Gutherson will be called the cup that Queensland drinks from. Pour another forex in the Gutherson boys. <laughs> 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 That's up there. That's uh, up there. Now buy a virtual one pass and build mental fitness in grassroots rugby league clubs at onepass.gotchaforlife.org. Gus Wallen is doing an amazing job in this space, just trying to educate and make people feel really comfortable about, uh, yeah, talking about their emotions. So make sure you go to onepass.gotchaforlife.org. Uh, just some more text messages before we get to the break around. Clint Gutherson in State of Origin 3 will. Gutho will make us make Make all us Eels fans cheer for something extra in a dead rubber. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Clint Gutherson will not get onto the field. That's from Shagger from Lismore. That, well, Rhett said the other one about the dead rubber. At the end of game three, 
Clint Gutherson will be pulling splinters out of his chaminda <laughs> after sitting on the pipe for an entire 80 minutes after Freddie does his best Tommy Rodonikis impersonation. We're getting him, <laughs> a la Aaron Raper and Ken McGuinness. I don't mind that one. That's from Daniel from Prairie Wood. He's, he's too yeah. smart. Yeah. Uh, Clint Gutherson will be the king of the blues sway shuffle. Oh, I like yeah, this. Yeah, nice. This is, this is very good given the state of play. On Wednesday night, Gutho will eat 61 hot dogs. Seven seven zero says... Uh, Gutho will join the fingered by Freddie gang. <laughs> Hopefully oh, he plays mate. in position. Yeah, who uh, knows? Who well, knows? Gutho will get on the field for 12 minutes left, playing at centre and never playing Origin again. Origin again. That's from Toronto, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, sports update. Thanks to Mitre 10, or thanks to our mates at Mitre 10 Trade. Uh, now, we do know, and we have got confirmed today, Rat, that the two clauses in Tino Fasul Malawi's contract and David Fafita's contract um, Malawi renewed about 18 months ago for feeder March this year. That the clauses about Justin Holbrook were right, were correct. Yeah, apparently due to their relationship with um, the their recruit the recruitment guy there, it wasn't necessarily about Justin Holbrook. It was more about this right their relationship with Ezra Ezra Howe yep. and Mal Meninga. I want to know. My question surrounding all of this is that. Somehow the Gold Coast Titans or whatever Gold Coast franchise, they find a, a way to stab themselves in the eyes and mm. make the future really this difficult for themselves. This is a fork straight in the eye. Oh, because if I want to know first and foremost, who now every club has got a recruitment and retention committee of yep. three or four people that talk about the retention and recruitment of players. So I firstly want to ask this question. Who was the person that took this clause from the manager and player to the club official, and they took that to the retention and recruitment committee. And when discussed at retention and recruitment committee, who was the one that then ratified it and allowed it to be executed? Because whoever came to that conclusion that that is a, a clause that sits in the best interest of the club needs to be sitting in front of the owners of the club and ask some very serious questions. Mate, and, and, and you know what I won't cop? Well, they wouldn't have signed without it. Mm. No way. Stand up for something yeah, that you believe in. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nah, that, that's like Ben Hunt didn't have it in his contract. No, like it's it's yeah, it, it blows my mind that that's allowed, that they've allowed that into the contracts of their two most damaging and and important forwards that they have. Yep. Um, one's the captain, and one's probably one of the the most damaging back rowers in the game. Orig, both Origin players. Um, just it it it, it flabbergasts me. I'm I'm exacerbated uh, thinking about it. So they have got three months to execute that clause. So around the, the last week of September to execute that clause, if they are going to exit the club, well, they've got to make that decision in three months, Tino and also Dave Fafita. I'm led to believe that Tino won't go anywhere. Well, he's, why, on, why he's, on, he's on a fairly good wicket. And he's captain. But, but, but Fafita took a $250,000 pay cut, $350,000 pay cut to, to, to stay there, and he's playing back up to that, with the pay cut money now. Yeah, a club's going to come in, and they're off. I mean, he's already got four years, four million, offered offered for him at Canberra. Yep, that, that's a million dollars more than what he's making now. Yep, it, it's. I tell you, I wouldn't surprise me if they lose him. Smithy the Eel says Clint Gutherson will make a try-saving tackle after he comes on to replace Teddy. I like that one also. Yeah, the local cool. business might attend that values having yours. That's the why. That's why the trades trust trust might attend. I should say. And after the break. We're going to get Simon Orchard from Greyhound Racing, New South Wales. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym.
We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Satson, Rat and Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds is going to join us like he does each and every week. The dogs.com.au, the home of Greyhound Racing. And it's still just exciting each and every week, every isn't it, week. Simon? There's always something going on. <laughs> there is, fellas. There's never a dull week. You sort of flip the calendar over after a, a Sunday afternoon and think, well, what have we got coming up? Oh, we've got two Group 1s on a Saturday night. And not only are they Group 1s, fellas, they're Group 1s for the Rising Stars. The, the Vic Peters, of course, for the boys. The Peter Mossman for the girls. I think I said it last week on the show. We had the heats last weekend. We saw some stellar performances, but we saw a couple of underdogs as well, fellas, which is... Great for us because, no offence, we love our trainers, but mm. we talk to some of these guys each and every week, and girls, uh, but we see a new face every now and then. Harry Norman, he's got Calypso Rogue into the boys' final. I've never met Harry. He's just a, a bloke from Wall's End who's got a couple of dogs, and this would be his dream come true to win a, a Group 1. So you follow him around during the week, and you learn some stuff about how he trains his dogs. He actually took me, boys, in his car, and we sped up and down the side of a track <laughs> while his dog raced against the car. That's how he trains his dogs. So... <laughs> Looking forward to seeing how he goes in the Group 1 on the weekend. But as I said, both worth $75,000, both Group 1s, and both uh, won by some absolute stars of our sport in the past. Mate, quick question. When you go to Wenny Park or you go to Dapto, is there, is there, is there a difference in crowd numbers and, and I guess, you know, the, the type of crowd that you get? <laughs> you ever been to Dapto, Rat? <laughs> it's an interesting place down at Dapto. I say that with love. I played for the Dapto, uh, the Dapto Dogs in the hockey competition down there, so I love Dapto. Uh, but is the hockey team dead set called the Dapto Dogs? <laughs> yeah, we are. We're into that on the Canaries. I couldn't quite work it out. I think we're the Dapto Dogs. Uh, That's great. But look, yeah. Look, you're right. Um, different crowds. You know, we've been in the country a lot this year, boys. We've seen massive crowds out in the country. That's obviously the heartland of not only greyhound racing, but a lot of sport. Footy, of course. A lot of good country kids grow up in, in out in um, regional New South Wales. And it's no different in the dogs. You've got a lot of country trainers. And they typically get around the sport a bit more. The city's hard to get in there. It's in a perfect location. It's right next to the fish market, right in the smack bang centre of Sydney. And um, look, it's the home of greyhound racing. So there is a special feeling, right, whenever you get back to Wenty Park nice. and it feels like, you know, it's a bit like walking into Randwick. Uh, can we ever get, can, can, can we get, can we ever get uh, Fat Pizza running there and we're, we're set up for the win? <laughs> we get down there and we get behind it. Like, that's the place we want to do it. Over it that's a, yeah, it needs half a lap. Mm. Mm. I tell you what, if we ever get our, uh, I know we floated this a while ago, if we ever get our uh, Battler's Maiden off the ground or whatever we called it, uh, maybe one day we can head to, to Wenty Park and nice. race around there with that. The Iron Maiden. The Iron Maiden. That's it. The Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah, the Iron Maiden. Yeah, 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 that's a great name. Yeah. So, mate, this week, what about uh, country racing this week, mate? Pretty big racing carnival up in Grafton this time of year. Yeah, give us an update there. Yeah, you're spot on. Uh, this is a, cr- a carnival. That if I was a dog trainer, I would be packing up. I'd be saying hooroo to the wife and the kids, and I'd be going up to Grafton for a couple of weeks because they've got a Sprinter's Cup, a Stayer's Cup, and then a big maiden that... Each and every year, a bit like the Peter Mossman and the Vic Peters, uh, these are the Ridgey Digs dogs racing in Sydney. But the big maiden up in Grafton is for dogs who are just starting their careers and often they go on to bigger and better things as well. But um, I'm told they're having an absolute great time up there. The Sprinters Cup heats were held today, so we saw a couple of, we saw three heats in fact, and we've got a final on the 12th of July. The Stayers Cup will have the best eight stayers involved in that, and the maiden heats, they were done 
a couple of days ago, boys. So, look, apparently uh, the Jacaranda Festival, I think it is, up there in Grafton. So yes. you can get around that. There's a, the Ramorny is the horse racing event that goes on up there in the next couple of weeks. And the Grafton uh, Winter Carnival for Dogs. They all head north to get away from the freezing cold weather that we've got down here at the moment. Now, we're not even going to talk about Fat Pizza other than it got eighth two starts ago and got a seventh today. So let's move on to the tips. <laughs> Less said about Fat Pizza, the better at the moment. Uh, tonight at Wenty, boys, if you want to have a bet, race four, number eight, spread the load. Uh, four, eight, spread the load. Around two, two, ten at the moment. Looks like a pretty good race for it. And then race six, number three, Bandit Bullet has good Wenty Park form. It ran in a race called the Magic Maiden a couple of months ago. A couple of the dogs out of that race are racing in the Group 1 finals on Saturday. So, look, it's run behind some pretty good dogs. Race 6, number 3, Bandit Bullet. And if you want to have a play in those Group 1s on the weekend, uh, head to Wenty Park Saturday night, race 6 and 7 on the program. Race 6, I think, race 6, number 4, a bit of value, Zipping Rousey. And race seven, number one, really hard to go past the favourite, Zipping Remus. But a big weekend coming up. You can watch it all on thedogs.com.au. We're live streaming, fellas. So if you, if you flick it on on Saturday night, you'll see me freezing my nanas off uh, in the stir-up region. <laughs> Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. As Simo said, thedogs.com.au for all the streaming and the home of everything, Greyhound Racing in New South Wales. Thanks, Simo. Yeah, boys. We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. This is Sports Day. It has been a very emotional show. I've got to say that we've got uh, a lot of listeners that we didn't get to, sorry, uh, about what's happened today with the RLPA and the NRL as well. There's been a lot of uh, people that have got a, uh, yeah, some really good opinions around this as well. Uh, but we are on to the Gutherino. Yeah, the Gutherino. To win the yeah. double to the State of Origin next Wednesday. And the sentence was, or is, Clint Gutherson, State of Origin 3, will... And we've had some, some great entries so far. Yeah. So let's, let's just run through those before we finish the show off. Clint Gutherson will have his ponytail pulled, revealing a wig. Yeah, so Wednesday night, Gutho might end up on a cut, on a milk cut <laughs> if someone doesn't <laughs> remind Freddie he's on. I like that one. That's a good one. That's from Pinnacle. Um, uh, Gutho will get toweled up by the hammer. Uh, Glenn. On Wednesday, Gutho. On Wednesday night, Gutho will be the new king of origin. Mm. He's a, you know what? He's that sort of player, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't want to play, I mean, I don't want to play Queensland versus New South Wales and who we support, and, but I know New South Wales players, uh, fans always hate hearing this, but with the style of play and the efforts that he has. It's a guy you want on your team. Each and every time he plays the game. Mm. If he was a Queensland player, would he play? Would he be picked in their oh, 17? Oh, yeah, I reckon he'd be in there most every, week, every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 epitomises at club level mm. what what Queenslanders what their mission yeah is just every bit of effort on every play yep. don't save anything yeah you because know, you don't know what's coming next and and he's certainly that sort of a player Gutho will put in one hundred percent unlike the previous two teams from seven nine on Wednesday night Gutho will do nothing mm. no nah, he'll do something on Wednesday night Gutho will try his heart out. The, the big, big nine, nine oh. yeah. Mm. Um, he will be under the same bush as Moses. <laughs> same bush as Moses. Robert Burrow tomorrow. 
Gutho will get one minute on without his shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a player that's forgotten his boots? Yeah. And undies. I can't believe Nathan buy... Long was a shocker. Do you know what I used to do my head in when I'd sit there and I used to polish my boots after the game? Mm. Um couple of days after the game and I'd have all my kit ready. What I used to do my head in is I'd sit down getting ready to put all my stuff and I'd look across and there'd be a player that would be ripping the tape off from the boots that they wore the week before. Mate, can I tell you a couple of things? My old man, when I was a kid, I forgot my boot. We used to play at this little oval just around the corner from home. I forgot my boots and and I wanted mum to go back and get them and and mum went home to get them and dad said no no don't take him his boots go home and go back there and tell him he's not playing if he can't get himself ready for a game and he can't <laughs> he's not playing and he used to make me sit there and I used to watch him do it so I, I copied anyway he used to polish his boots with dubbin yeah and just a black polish so yeah. he'd rub dubbin on to soften the leather then he'd rub polish on them and you know these are back in the day when they you know they got one pair of boots and they they had to last them and yeah so I I got into that habit as a kid just making sure I always had clean boots, always had my socks pulled up. Or I forgot them once in my life and I, I never forgot them. My again. mum made me a pair of garters for my socks. Garters, yeah. When I was that 17 was, years days, of age. Back in the day, yeah. And I had them to the last game in 2004. Oh, yeah. But I was That's the same. Cool. I used to use the dubbing and then the polish mm. over the top and I never used to let anyone else touch the boots as well. Now, after State of Origin 3, Clint Gutherson will be Gutherining after a win. <laughs> yeah, I like I like you it. love the Gutherine. Gutherine. I haven't seen it enough lately. It's a confidence thing. I want to see it. They're, it's a confidence they're, they're, thing. They're going all right, Para. Yeah, they're not. I don't think they're really satisfied, Para. And I think that's why the Gutherino hasn't come out. Yeah, but but Para fans, you, you must be pretty happy with where how you're going now. Do you want to see, like Steve from Dubbo, do you want to see the Gutherino? Like, just let me know because I, I want to see it. I love the Gutherino. It's, I've got him doing the Gutherino hanging from my rear vision I know, mirror. I've seen it. And it's just, it smells nice. It's Gutho. I look at him every day. Sitting six at the moment. Yeah. Actually, good for and against as well. A very great mate, a, differential. Amazing for and against. Yeah. Because mm. their early losses were never by much. They jump a few places, actually. If the um, 22 points, the Raiders, Storm, Sharks on 24 above them, they've got yeah. a better a better for and against than those three clubs. Yeah, than all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Gutho will be the king and Moses will be his prince on Wednesday mm. night. Zach, I like that one. That's good. On Wednesday night, Gutho will wish Freddie had a pick and stick policy and selected Nico instead. <laughs> mm, maybe. Gutho will kick much ass. Mm, um, yeah. Gutho, yep. Oh, here it is. Gutho will get at least five minutes after Queensland hit 40. Pissed off with Fitler. He takes his blue jumper off while running out wearing his para jumper. <laughs> That's from 958. Clint Gutherson will be called. Oh, no, we've read that one. Yeah. Jeez, we've got a lot here, haven't we? Yeah. On Wednesday night, Gutho will say, oh, yeah, we've read that one too. Yep, that's Mark. Mm. Gutho will play, replace Teddy and make a game-winning tackle in the dying seconds to win the game for New South Wales. Cheers, St. Boyd. H2HD, Super Radio Network. Mm. I'm, I'm loving the um, I'm loving the Guthos. He's a uh, he's a cult hero. Yeah, but we need those guys in the game. We do. Mm. He's you know what? He's not boring. No. You know he's he's willing to have a bit of a joke and mm. take the P one double five out of himself. What's up, Daddy Bass? Given that it's a dead rubber, in New South Wales. It's never a dead rubber. But anyway, keep going. I've lost this series. Mm. Let's say that he gets the first try. Yeah. Who Gutho? Yeah. Really? Okay. No. Yeah. no let's say. Well, let's say he scores a try. Okay. Yep. In game three. Yep. Like by doing the Gutherino, is that acceptable? Because of the dead rubber? Yeah. 
he'd get hammered for it. Uh, no, it depends what the scoreline is. Sorry, I missed that. So, it, it, Daddy Vass is saying because it's a dead rubber, if Gutho scores a try and does the Gutherino, is that play on? If they win. Yeah. If, if, if they're, they're winning. They win yeah. the game. If yeah, they're yeah, winning, yeah. mate, we go yeah. nuts for it. Yeah. But 299 says Gutho will be a nuffo. <laughs> <laughs> Kiwi Joe, no, Gutho will get chucked on at centre with 10 to go after sitting on the pine and get turned around by Munster and the hammer will score never to play Origin again. Oh, that's Nico. Kiwi, Joe, you're harsh. <laughs> We're going to your Kiwi. Gutho brothers will start the game. Monday, hey? Gutho will start hey, the game. Hey, you know what? That's a, that's a smart one. That may happen. It may happen. Yeah. It may happen. They've got Bradman Best in centre. Yep. Um, oh, he's not going to take Crichton's spot. Mm. Um, they might say, Gutho, start the game. Give you 40. We're going to chuck Bradman Best on if things aren't going well. The way okay, we so who's the winner? I like, I like, I like the Mark. I like this one, guys. Mark, on Wednesday night, Gutho will say stuff that to the press conference band and crow about how the Blues beat Queensland by forty. Mark, points. you're the winner. You're the winner of the you, the double the state of origin next Wednesday. Great stuff. Mm. Hey, thanks everyone for being involved in the show. Outstanding all night. Uh, as we said, there's a lot of emotional people as well about uh, what's happened today, and you've got every right to be because you're you're rugby league fans. You pay your money to your Fox Sports and your KOs and whatever it may be, or your memberships and your season tickets. So, On Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Sattler. He says, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, You're Sats. lucky I did wander in this afternoon because on the way down, I don't know whether you got caught in the same one. There was a, a truck loaded with uh, Vicks Vapor Rub that overturned on the highway. But amazingly, there was no congestion for eight hours. <laughs> You're an idiot. Oh, you thanks. are an idiot. <laughs> Thank you, Adrian Pesenko, for uh, coming on the show to try and clarify a little bit what's happening on with the RLPA and the NRL. Thank you most of all to you, the listeners, for your involvement throughout the night. Daddy Bass, thank you. Thanks, Matty Rogers, thank thanks, you. Thanks, Have thanks, a great guys. weekend. Yeah, we'll do. And also, see we'll week. see you tomorrow night. Myself and Woogie, Sports Day, Sats and Rat.